Hello. 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 <laughs> my mic smells. My mic smells like a brand new microphone too, which is good. So Kelly, this what is. What does a, a brand new microphone smell like? Plastic, and uh, like factory. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> when you were gonna say plastic, right? When you were like, Puh, I was, I was like, pizza. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say another P word. <laughs> that's, I, yeah, that's where I thought you were going with that. Mike smells like pee. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's probably why the audio is not working very well, Andrew. I don't know what you did with it before. <laughs> yes, I have a brand new microphone, everybody. I hope you can hear me because my levels are apparently way, way lower than everybody else's here on our little readout. But It's because there's pizza all over it. Yeah, that's right. It's covered in cheese right now, so that's probably... Cheese is a natural sound dampener, as most people <laughs> fix it in, Fix it in post. <laughs> um, should we start this? Yeah, let's start it up. Sure. All right. Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Stab Gab. I'm your host, Donna. And I'm your co-host, Andrew. And we have ourselves a guest today, my dear old friend, Kelly Roberts. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you. We're super excited to have you because Donna and I's brilliant idea for this episode was we were like, why don't, instead of doing a movie this time out, why don't we do several horror-themed music videos? And or being a loose interpretation of what yeah, horror is. Yeah, you're going to have to grade us on a curve <laughs> a little bit on this one. And we thought, who do we know that is a bigger music fan than uh, our buddy Kelly? And that's why we asked you to be a part of this, and we're very excited to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here. So Kelly, as guest, you get to go first. So why don't you tell us what video you picked? So I picked Rock DJ by Robbie Williams. Should I mention that I am not that familiar with Robbie Williams, but... I think that's totally acceptable. I am not super familiar with him either. Yeah, anything you want to say about it? Yeah, I'm not that familiar with him, but I had one date last summer with a guy that had written a song with Robbie Williams. Ooh. And, and I think Robbie Williams also very um, open about his past drug use. Mm -hmm. So my guess is after watching this video, Rock DJ... We can pretty much assume he was in the midst of it, like a uh, drug-induced... Uh, Episode? He, well, or just... He admits that like, some of his lyrics make no sense because he was so messed up. <laughs> tell us what happens in the video. Well... Or rather, tell the listeners, because we, Andrew and I already watched <laughs> it, and we've got a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of unpacking, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> very good, very good. Because... He kind of comes out of the floor. I don't really understand what's going on, but he's singing about the DJ. To set the stage a little bit, because I too also couldn't figure out where this was supposed to be taking place. And all I wrote down was Robbie Williams on a space station? Because it kind of looked like he was on some sort of like evil villains secret space station. It looked like a mix between like the Thunderdome <laughs> and like a roller skating rink. Yes. Or the club. It does look like the club, too. It definitely looks like the club. 
and he comes out of the floor and then there's all of these models I guess roller skating around him mm-hmm. yeah, and not really paying attention to him. And he's doing all these cheesy moves and no one's paying attention to him. So he starts taking off his clothing nice. and <laughs> then you think like, Oh, nice. We're now we're down to his like little like weenie bikini with a tiger on it. <laughs> and then he goes completely nude and they kind of start paying attention to him. There's blur. And then he realizes he can't take anything else off. So he peels his skin off. (laughs) And, you know, you're not expecting this horror aspect of this really cheesy video. But then he starts ripping off pieces of his body and throwing it at the women. He even ripped off his butt cheeks. (laughs) I I enjoyed the part where he ripped off his butt cheeks because I will give it discredit. I will say that's certainly not something you see every day in in a music. No, he starts throwing them at the girls. The girls start eating them. Yeah, and rubbing them all over their faces and bodies. <laughs> Bloody. They have blood all over them. So I wrote a list of scary things. Ooh. And the scary things that I wrote was, one, early aughts fashion. <laughs> Two, tiger on his underwear. Three, the tribal tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are nice. And then four, the Ken doll peen area when the skin comes off. <laughs> Like, there's nothing down there. It's just, like, a smooth Ken doll peen area. Not that I'm looking for, like, realistic junk, but I don't know what I was looking for. You know what? I just, I'm going to walk back on that. I don't know what I was looking for. It was just, like, a weird Ken doll area. I noticed that very specifically as well because before he rips off his skin, his peen is blurred out. Yes. And then the blur is lifted because it's just a Ken doll here. Yeah. Just to clarify the imagery here, as Kelly said, he strips off all the way down to nothing. Then he, the first thing he does is he rips off his skin off of his body. So you're basically, you're looking at red musculature and that's where the, the Ken doll red musculature, no peen Peen area. area. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly how he rips his skin off too. He just like pulls it off like a shirt and there's a very like extreme close up of him like peeling it off. And it's a little like, um, you know, if you don't know it's coming, like I remember seeing this video when it came out and I remember feeling like I might throw up in my mouth a little bit (laughs) when I saw him like dig his fingers into his stomach and pull his upper skin off like a t-shirt. I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? I think it's unexpected if you don't know it's Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's um I buy your theory, Kelly, on the drug situation because I don't know how you think of this idea if you're not under the influence of something. Because my under- right. my understanding of Robbie Williams and I don't have a great one is that he's kind of like a pop star guy. He used to be in a boy band called Take That. Okay. Right. <laughs> in like the mid 90s in the UK. Andrew, you don't remember that? Don't. You don't remember when you had Take That posters all over your bedroom? I was more into the cool Britannia movement, so I was more uh, concerned with uh, whether Oasis or Blur were going to be the number one that that week. But uh, but no, well, so I, I mean that's that. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's all of us. None of us were take that. Fans. I think we were all a little too old for that, anyways. Yes. But that's what we have. He was a boy band boy. You can kind of tell from his dance moves. Oh, yeah, you're right. A lot of pointing. Yeah, it's very like I'm at an arena concert and I'm performing to the back row. He's funny, too, because like, like, I think the vibe they're trying to present is that he's like this kind of very handsome guy. And I don't think he's not, but I don't know, there's something a little off about him. So it's because Andrew's jealous. 
It's because I am AI now. I definitely people were really into him. <laughs> well, you know, as a lifelong Take That fan, I'm more into uh, Chad and Alistair. <laughs> They're really kind of more in my speed. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of more. Probably right. is one. I don't know the numbers. But but my description Nigel. of Robbie again tonight. Yeah, I like Nigel, um, Alistair, and Hudsonun Saint Tubbins. And uh, and no, but I wrote down that he looks like a pork chop who thought he had the charisma of you and McGregor. I do know that this one of the little factoids yeah. I read was most of Europe edited out that last part of the video where he tears his skin off. Like BBC wouldn't show it. Right. I think like different like music outlets in Europe. I'm not sure about MTV, right. but and the Dominican Republic outright banned it because they deemed it satanic. Whoa! Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, either. No, I mean, he's red because he's bloody and it's muscle, but that's not say I mean, it's a weird fucking music video, but I wouldn't say that it's like evil. <laughs> yeah, he's basically only hurting himself. Yeah. How many people do you think were like, you know, we're cool with him ripping his musculature off and hurling it at people, but we're going to cut it right before he does the butt cheeks? Like, do you think, were they, were they like, you know, abs are okay, arm parts are fine, but no butt cheeks? I hope the thing that maybe disturbed some people was just the, the Ken doll painting. <laughs> That's right. Why my mom, you know, waited how many years before I could actually have a Ken doll because he had the lump there. Oh, really? Your mom <laughs> cut it off because yeah. of the lump? Wait, did he have a lump? Yeah. I've never owned a Ken doll, so I don't really know much about this. I just remember it being like, you just had like, it was just like a smooth area. <laughs> I just did a little cupping action with my hands. <laughs> Oh, see, I took the pants down. <laughs> no, yeah, I took the pants down too, but I just remember there was like nothing there. It was, it was just like a smooth. Just smooth. Smooth and nothing nothing going on. I don't know. I don't know what Ken had. Well, I mean, I don't know. Was this a 70s Ken doll? Like, I don't know. So do you think he was like stuffing? Because that was like a big thing in the 70s, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that something everybody did? Yeah, he came with a He came with a sock. Like, yeah, he came with a little rolled up athletic sock with the, with the green and yellow stripes on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, this is a lot. Of, we're talking a lot about kids. No, I, I would have been the 80s when I had one. Okay. Yeah, same. Right. We're not that old, Andrew. You mean you guys didn't all have hand-me-down toys from your siblings who were 10 years older than you? I was the oldest. I'm the oldest. You didn't get all your toys, clothes, and music interests from 10 years previous to your actual uh, generation? No, we're not 9 of 10. <laughs> we're not part of a family army. <laughs> You guys could have been a band. Yeah. Oh, hey, don't think some of us didn't want to be, but. You could have been like a, one of those huge bands like the Jets or Menudo. Or Partridge Family. There's not enough people in there. You need bigger. We need to go bigger, Andrew, bigger. There's six boys in my family, so we definitely could have been Menudo. But we we wouldn't have I mean, like, I don't know who we would Jack drop out. Six. The Morton. The Morton Six. The Morton Ten. <laughs> we could do that. That sounds like a diet, not a band. It's like, oh, are you, are you not on the Morton Ten? You lose all your weight until you're just musculature and then pull your butt cheeks off. And then you tear it off in your skeleton. Yeah, and you hurl it into a crowd somewhere. But you can still dance with the ladies. You can still dance, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, how do his bones stay connected? I mean, that part I'm interested in. You know, because if they went far enough yeah. to show you his full I'm musculature. I'm here for the science. Yeah, I know. Scientifically. Wait, wait. I think I have it figured out. If they were on some kind of sexy space station, it probably was like anti-gravity technology or false gravity technology. I don't know which one of those you would need in space. And uh, so it was probably like, that's probably what held the bones together. Come for the pop music, stay for the science. <laughs> we're, we're basically like Mr. Wizard here on the staff. 
<laughs> Somebody called Bill Nye and asked to have him explain this video to us. How would this realistically work? I would like to hear his take on it. One of the weird things I read about Robbie Williams, though, mm-hmm. he believes in UFOs. Okay. Which, you know. Space station. I'm hey. not. Hey, maybe that's why he's in the space station, which like I'm not closed off to believing in that stuff either. But in addition to UFOs, mm-hmm. he also believes in the Pizzagate theory. Oh, man. Boo. Boo. Why does he even believe yeah. in Pizzagate? That's some American I'm like, nonsense. Why does he even have an opinion about that? I know. I know. You live on the other side of the ocean. You shouldn't even know what a, the Pizzagate thing is about. Although I think he might live in LA. Oh, does he? Oh, really? I don't know. I'm pulling that out. He believes in angels. He does. Yeah, it's true. He does believe in angels. <laughs> I believe in UFOs, angels, and Pizzagate. <laughs> Did you get my joke? <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I do get it. Hey. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because we sang that song in my Britpop choir. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was looking up Robbie Williams to see like where he actually lives now. Uh-huh. It, do you have an address that we can publish? <laughs> <laughs> well, his net worth is $300 million. $300 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. It just popped up when I was looking and it says, you know, he's, he's English and whatever. But I'm like, not going to make too much fun of him because he's doing way better than hey man. I am. Hey, man. What's he worth in pounds? Somebody get the conversion calculator out. We'll figure it out. I mean. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Multiple homeowner. Well. Yes, he lives in L.A. Oh. See, guys, I should never doubt myself because I'm always right. No, you know. You're like our own <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> You're like our own. You're going to be my phone a friend if I ever go on a game show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, guys, he actually has a mansion in Kensington in West London, and his next door neighbor is Jimmy Page. Oh, wow. Thank you, Wikipedia. What's it like being that third neighbor who lives next door to Robbie Williams and Jimmy Page? Is it like you wake up one day and, and you just hear Robbie Williams singing his lungs out? And you're just like, oh, man, that pop music is too loud. And then like he stops singing, but then Jimmy Page plugs in and starts playing like monster licks. And uh, they should do duets together. They should. They should. They could do remakes. Yeah, of those. I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, if you have a mansion in London, you probably have soundproof windows. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you are a um, famous musician, I don't think they want people to hear them practicing new material. <laughs> and this is like, I'm going to sit out at Jimmy Page's house and just get a free concert. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, <laughs> sing me one of those songs. Yeah. You got a hoagie. You're sitting outside in a lawn chair. Hey, could you play me a song, Mr. Zeppelin? I really like your band. Oh, thank you so Mr. much, Mr. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. I appreciate it. <laughs> Is it your name, Led? <laughs> Jimmy Led Zeppelin. I also like that apparently we've situated a Brooklyn moron living next door to Jimmy Page <laughs> in a, out in Kensington. In a, yeah, his next door neighbor lives in a mansion in Kensington, England, but he like, sounds like he's from like Sheep's Head Bay. <laughs> Mr. Zeppelin, I took the subway out here, what you would call the tube. Hey, <laughs> hey forget the note. <laughs> well, the butt cheeks went a flying, and, uh, and um, I was about to rhyme that with something, but I couldn't think of anything to, to rhyme. Well, you can keep on trying. Right. Yay! Hey! And on that note, I think we should move it on to the next video. Yes, we can move Because nothing's going to fucking top Absolutely that. Absolutely nothing's going to top that. <laughs> so our video number two, uh, this is my selection. I selected Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, in parentheses, but I won't do that. And I would do anything. Oh, I would 
So the basic rundown of the video is basically there's a sort of a uh, Beauty and the Beast dynamic at play. And I both mean the classic Beauty and the Beast tale and also the uh, late 80s Beauty and the Beast uh, TV show starring Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton because Meatloaf's makeup in this video made him look very uh, 90s television, I guess I would say. I don't know, like one of those vampires on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He kind of looked a little bit like that. So Meatloaf is the Beast. And uh, when the video opens up, he's riding a motorcycle. He's being pursued and chased by cops. Do you think that's his thing? Motorcycles? Milo? Is that his thing? I only know him from two things. And the only things I know him from are this video right. and Rocky Horror Picture Show. And both of them, he's on motorcycles. Well, the only two things I ever knew him about was the album Bad Out of Hell and then uh, Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell. And I believe he's riding a motorcycle on uh, really? both covers. All right, so I guess motorcycles are his thing. So Loaf loves motorcycles is really Yeah, the Loaf. Yeah, the Loaf. The Loaf loves speed. Meat, meat loves a... Do you think he calls it his meter cycle? <laughs> 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 I'm going to hop on the hog. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, so Meatloaf is being pursued, Meatloaf in his beast form is being pursued by, uh, <laughs> Meatloaf in his beast form. Sorry to interrupt, yes. but that was just too good of a line to not catch him. Thank you. Meatloaf in his beast form. Continue. Meatloaf in his beast form is being pursued by, uh, the Los Angeles police. And I'm going to say this specifically. I don't know if you guys got this vibe, but I think these were the exact same police from the Janie's got a gun video because it was, yes! yeah, it was like. Like, You're right. It was. Co- oh my god. I mean, it's probably not, but like the good-looking cop at the end, like the slick-looking detective, he looks like the detective from Janie's Got a Gun. I think it's it's the exact same stuff at play. It's a it's a sort of trench-coated fedora-wearing with glasses detective and like slicked back and hair. slicked back hair, and he's very handsome, yeah. kind of a lantern jaw situation. And then he's followed by faceless patrolmen who have flashlights that are shooting out very strong beams of... Is it ever determined why he's being chased by the police? It is not explained in the video why he's being chased by the police. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. This is one note I did have, which is I appreciated that he was being chased by cops on a motorcycle because I thought the Beauty and the Beast story never tends to open that action-packed. You don't tend to have a car chase ever worked into the Beauty and the Beast storyline, so I appreciated that not only was there one, but that it was front-loaded in the video. So he rides his uh, haunted motorcycle (laughs) into... Into a yeah, he disappears in the wall. Yeah, so you're not far off with the haunted motorcycle idea. That's what I thought because he he rides in, and not only does he evaporate and disappear, but his motorcycle does too. So I thought it is definitely an enchanted motorcycle. It's a ghost, it's motorcycle. A ghost motorcycle. Basically, then the sort of meat of the video, if you will, is uh, the loaf. The loaf. The loaf of the video. <laughs> the loaf of the video. Is he's inside being the beast, so he's hiding away from the world while the police are outside trying to find their way into his magic castle. But then a lady shows up. I know she's sort of a... He sees her in the woods earlier in the day. Oh, you're right. Because he's being a creepy stalker. Yes, and he's being a creepy stalker by the, the way he sees her. His security camera is a magical goblet of wine that he's... <laughs> right, and he can see her in there. Yeah, so he's looking into the goblet of wine, and he's like, perhaps a lady I see with my demon eyes. And then she comes in, and it's like she's searching for him. 
But then she just kind of makes herself at home and she takes a bath. <laughs> it's pretty amazing that she catches him staring at her in the woods mm-hmm. while she's taking like a, I guess like a sponge bath. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> she's not really taking a bath, but she's just kind of like wiping herself down. <laughs> yes. They're just like, oh, is your bathroom out of commission that you're going to sponge yourself off in this fountain? (laughs) Um, But then I think that one of the funniest things I thought about was that she sees this guy like spying on her while she's doing this and he runs away and she's like, ah, I'm going to go after him and I'm going to chase him into this creepy house and we'll see what happens next. Yeah, she's like, this is probably a great idea, if not the best idea I've ever had in my life, which is follow a weird werewolf man into his home and... There's a great shot I really enjoyed, and I'm really praying that there's a gif out there of it. But he's sort of sitting in, I don't know what you refer to, like, it's kind of a throne. It's his sort of... Oh, when he's surrounded by the candles? Yeah, when he's, he's surrounded by candles, and he's sitting in the, in the shadows in his chair. And then as she sort of busts... It's the gif that you want when the chair slides out exa- and slides... That is exactly yes. right. Yeah. That's a pretty dope It move. was amazing. Like, she comes in, and she's <laughs> like, oh, oh, meatloaf beast, where are you? And he just sort of like... How did you describe it? Yeah, the chair just zooms away as if powered by... Yeah, so he's in the chair. The lady shows up and he's like, I got to get out of here. And the chair and him slide out of the frame and then the chair slides back in the frame and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. A smash. Yeah, it's like the coolest thing you ever saw at like a Jekyll and Hyde restaurant. It, it, kind of that <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> God, I hope that place survived the pandemic. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I think I went there once. I went there. I went there once. I had plans to go there and it never happened. And if it, you know what, if it did close because of the pandemic, I am going to be a little sad. (laughs) Well, we can maybe recreate a Jekyll and Hyde night for you. It's true. Oh my God. You guys really are my best friends. (laughs) (laughs) My brother's girlfriend worked at Jekyll and Hyde for a while. Oh, shut up. So she was a server. Oh my God. I love that. I mean, I think she probably will want you to cut this out. Yeah, I don't think she would. But I I feel privileged to know this information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think it's a battle scar she wears proudly. Um, yes. Did anyone else notice the uh, threesome? Yes. Yes. And I'm glad you brought this up because the whole thing is his refrain is I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And he keeps, you know, he keeps singing this over and over again. And I noticed that the I won't do that really builds to a crescendo when the three vampire brides show up and start getting it on with the lady who broke into the house. And that's when he like turns away. He gets angry. He gets angry and turns away. And he's like, but I won't do that. And yeah, I actually noticed that too. And I was like, is his that a lesbian orgy? I think he's not in a lesbian orgy. And then I was just like, you know what? They don't need you. Yeah. So don't worry about yeah, it. They, right. They, they don't seem to be bothered. They don't even really want you in the room. So you can go. If you're that quote unquote that is a lesbian orgy you're not needed here my friend yeah yeah they're like why don't you get in your little uh why don't you get in your little uh magical uh scooter scooter, scooter chair and just uh, <laughs> scoot, scoot scoot away um yeah so i i think it's uh, it ends up being a weirdly conservative song i think it's you know he's like i will do anything for love but i but i'm not down with uh with- but i won't lesbian orgy <laughs> no i won't lesbian orgy <laughs> i mean honestly i looked at like three different sites on my deep dive mm-hmm. It was very quick search into this and everyone had a different explanation, but none of them said any mentioned this. Can I ask Ellie, what were the, uh, what were some of the yeah, other tell theories? Yeah, tell us some of the, tell us some of the that's, what are some of the that's that you saw? 
one thing said, I won't do that is referring to cheat on her. Oh, okay. One was, That's um, nice. I won't do that. Meaning he won't hurt her because in different parts of the song, he, he'll mention something and then he's like, and I won't do that. And so he's referring to what he mentioned in the, the line before. Okay. Okay. I think actually I only looked at those two, but, um, <laughs> but what a stand up guy. He won't cheat on her or physically abuse her. God, we can only all be so lucky to find someone like that. I know. Well, I mean, did you notice also when he looked in his chalice that um, when he saw his own reflection, he became the loaf? Yes. Yes. He turns yes. into regular style meatloaf uh, yeah. when, uh, when he looks in the thing. So, it was such a better vision. <laughs> and um, at the end of the video, um, so there's a whole part where uh, she starts singing and she sort of levitates off the ground uh, mm-hmm. on a fainting couch or something. At this part, she starts listing off the things that she wants him to do. Right. Which his response to them is, I will do that. <laughs> and her list of asks yeah. are pretty fucking ho-hum. The only one I think I had noticed was she said something along the lines of like, uh, oh, here he is. She says, I'll do something and will you hose me down with holy water? Oh, maybe I missed that one. That's definitely more interesting. The ones that I remember her saying was like, will you help me get out of town? (laughs) And and then she's like, will you take me to places I've never been? And I'm like, those aren't, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. (laughs) I'd be like, will you give me lots of money? (laughs) Will you pay pay for dinner all the time? Will will you open a joint bank account with me? Yes, I will do that. (laughs) Will you sign over power of attorney? (laughs) So so eventually, I guess they decide that they will do that together, whatever that is. And I I don't know, I guess they embrace and she transforms him from his beast state back into regular meatloaf state. His loaf state. His loaf state. As I wrote, she took the crust off of her meatloaf. Sorry, that sounded really gross. <laughs> oh my god! I've been dying to say that. <laughs> so, um, and then they disappear, like they just they evaporate, and the Janie's got a gun. Cops bust in, uh, and then the last shot is they cut to Meatloaf and his lady are on the motorcycle, and they're basically hightailing it out of town into the desert. And that guy right. loves motorcycles. He loves motorcycles. Yeah, they go off. They ride off into the sunset. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's beautiful, and um, it really is. It's a it's a true love story. It's a uh, low fi- low finds love at the end. But when it, my my fun fact for this one, and this is a very flashy music video. No shit, it's also a very long music. It, it is video. a very long music. Video. I wrote in my notes. I wrote scary things. How long this song and music video <laughs> is? It's epic. I feel like I watched a movie. It is a little bit of a tiny movie. It's because she starts singing and she adds like an extra two minutes on the song. And Meatloaf has already done like four minutes of song by the time they get to her solo. So you're just like, you kind of expect it to be wrapping up. I read somewhere that the original song is like 15 minutes long. It's like an opera. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a rock opera. And apparently when they were going to make a music video, whoever the powers that be are were like, no. Yeah. It has to be eight minutes. It has to be half of this. (laughs) We're not doing this whole song. But I won't do that. 
They're like, what do you fucking think this is, meatloaf? November rain, rain or some bullshit? Come on, you get seven minutes and we're out. But no, but my fun fact was since it was such a flashy video and since the Janie's Got a Gun cops were running around, I was like, I wonder if this was a David Fincher directed video. Because David Fincher directed that. It's not David Fincher, but it is Michael Bay. Michael Bay directed this video. Michael Bay directed yeah. Yeah. this video? Yep. Shut up. I wonder if Michael, and since the Janie's Got a Gun cops are so clearly a rip from that video, I kind of wonder if uh, I, Michael Bay and David Fincher had words at one point. He's like, did you take my fucking Aerosmith cops? I don't know. I have no reason to believe they're not friendly with one another, but I just think it'd be funny if that was a point of contention. What year did this video come out? I know it's early 90s, but I don't know. Um, but I don't know that yet. But you don't know that. <laughs> no, you don't know that. <laughs> but yes, I'm not. I'm not certain what exactly. Because that vampire orgy yeah. scene is actually that's a thing that happens in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, yes, it is. That came out in the '90s as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's like a hat tip to that movie or if that movie was just like that Meatloaf video is super fucking cool. Let's do that same thing in the movie. You know, that's a great point because... I don't know which came first, the meatloaf or the Dracula <laughs> egg. I don't know which came first. I think this must have come after Bram Stoker's Dracula because there's a legend at the start of the video that says... Hold on, I had it written somewhere. It goes, yeah. I have traveled across the universe through the years to find her. Sometimes going all the way is just the start. When I read that, I was thinking, there's some line in Bram Stoker's Dracula where he's like, I've crossed oceans of time. Oceans of time. So, yeah. so, so I was thinking, oh, that's kind of a steal from, from that. So I would bet your theory is absolutely correct. I bet you this is definitely a directly post, post, post Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. I think at least maybe for the rest of this episode, if not for maybe the rest of the day, mm -hmm. I might have a hard time listening to anyone saying the word that <laughs> without being wanting to like, bust in this song just everybody do this tomorrow everyone say it really dramatic yeah we'll all bring it to work tomorrow i'm sure coworkers will love us yeah if someone's like hey could you finish up that project for me and we'll all be i will finish yes i can do that, that. yeah it is yeah yeah i mean my coworkers have already already think that i've lost it <laughs> so <laughs> they get off a call with you and they're like um i think kelly's quoting meatloaf <laughs> and i think something is seriously wrong <laughs> But if they give you any weirdness for it, just be like, you guys don't listen to Loaf? I mean, come on. Get the Loaf yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Loaf Zeppelin that we could do that we could that a call back from the floor. Oh, yeah. Loaf Zeppelin. Yeah. We say, like, get the lead oh, out. Shit. Get the loaf out. Loaf Zeppelin. <laughs> That's our Led Zeppelin meatloaf cover band. Yeah, it's, it can be all, it's all meatloaf songs, but with Jimmy Page guitar solos in them. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know. Do we have any more comments on uh, I Will Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that? No. <laughs> my, my only my only comment that we didn't touch on yes. is, you know, in the beginning before he starts singing and, you know, you, he's moving around. Mm -hmm. Did you notice his fingernails? Were they like demony no. fingernails? They were really long Ooh. and like yellowy and you could see the light through them. I didn't notice those. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of in line with him being a beast, but I didn't notice those. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. It was like full on yeah. all five finger poke nails. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
I wish there was a scene. <laughs> For our listeners out there, Kelly just did a pretty amazing uh, move of pretending to snort coke off of all five of her fingers. He's like, I will do anything for love and I'll do a lot of that. There would been, it would have been great if there was a scene where he had to gas up his motorcycle, but he couldn't get the gas tank cap off because of his giant nails. Yeah. <laughs> Or if there was an amazing scene where he had to type a memo. Oh, right. Yeah. But you, you type like this. <laughs> He's hunting and pecking as one kid. He's trying to type out that yeah. legend, the I've crossed oceans of time to reach you thing. And it's all like, like <laughs> I have. Yeah. This is like one, one key at a time. Oh, meatloaf. <laughs> so that's the loaf. That's uh, that's video number two. All right. I guess I'm up to bat. Yeah, you're up next. Last but not least. Yeah, come on, Donna. Last but not least, we have my video, <laughs> which can be considered in some circles a short horror film. And that video is called Hello, my Lionel Richie. <laughs> So yes, uh, so I think it's fair to say that this is an interpretive one. Yes, this is obviously a very interpretive one. Most people may see this video as a ballad, a song of love, of longing. But how I see this video being interpreted as is Lionel Richie is a stalker. And with just a few little twists and turns and maybe putting the song in a minor key, (laughs) this could totally be a horror movie. So in this video, Lionel Richie plays a teacher and he has a blind woman in one of his classes, his acting class, and he he falls in love with her. And I'm just like, okay, well, you're her teacher. That's super inappropriate. But then to take it to the next level, the whole video is basically him following her around from class to class, to her dance class, to her art class, to her lunch break through the hallways, just following her around and singing to her. And then he really steps it up to the next level and calls her at home at nighttime and sings into the phone to her. First, he doesn't answer the phone when she says hello. There's some breathy silence. (laughs) And then after that, he says, hello, (laughs) is it me you're looking for? Holy fuck. Like, if that's not scary, I don't know what (laughs) is. And then he hangs up. Yes. It kind of reminds me now a little bit of a a less violent version of the horror movie Hush, where a deaf woman is being stalked at her home by a psychopathic killer. Right, right, right. This is like a movie from a few years ago, right? Yeah, this movie came out a couple of years ago. And it's great. Anyways, (laughs) but it's not that far off from 
Lionel Richie just like stalking this girl. And also you're her teacher. Gross. Yeah, there's a there's several layers of it being wrong. Because not only is it's teacher to student, which is frowned upon, and he's essentially using her disability sort of against her because he's like I'll just follow her. her around the hallways of this place. And I won't even try and hide it because she can't see me. And it's just like, this is all wrong on so many different levels. But at the end of the video, so he gets done singing. One of the things I also thought was really funny about this video is like the end where we're hitting the climax. Mm. He's like at a grand piano <laughs> and it, he's swaying his body like he's playing and he's singing. But there's no piano in that song. <laughs> So he's like really getting emotional in front of the piano. The song wraps up and some guy runs in and he's just like, hey, teach, you got to come here. You got to see this. And he runs into the art room. Mr. Reynolds. And oh, then, ooh, whoa, Kelly. Whoa, wait, what was this? Mr. Reynolds. Mr. Reynolds. Oh. <laughs> um, so he comes in and he's like, Mr. Reynolds, you got to see this. And he runs in the art room and it turns out that she has made a sculpture of his head. A huge one. <laughs> huge. And the video comes off like they don't know each other. Like they've never talked outside of any sort of conversation that a teacher and a student would have. And then all of a sudden she's like, this is what I picture that you would look like. And it gets really like squishy and sentimental. So then I just wrote, she has Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it just proves that she's been able to sense his presence this whole time. I wish she had just been like, this is what I sense that you look like. So I could take it to the police if I ever ended up being attacked in the middle of the night after you called my house to see if I was home. She's like a two-dimensional sketch just wouldn't do. I needed a three-dimensional representation of what my stalker looked like. You're going to take this to the police and you're going to be behind bars forever, you pervy. She even got his mustache right, which is pretty fantastic. I know, because she's like, I can hear your mustache move in the wind. <laughs> yes, he's like, hello. And just like very quietly, he's like, just the ruffle, a slight rustle. The sound of the mustache. <laughs> the bust that she makes of him. Accurate is not the word I would use. It's not the most accurate Lionel Richie. Oh, man. no. That sculpture is about as good as that scary Lucille Ball statue. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like if Lionel Richie was himself a meatloaf-like Beauty and the Beast uh, level beast, because it's a bit of a scary statue, I feel. It's super scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's super, super scary. And I don't know, man. This is like 80s Lionel Richie. He's at like the peak of his right. fame, yeah. you would think that he could afford someone to make a better <laughs> sculpture of his head. But I mean, it's, I would think it's actually not supposed to be perfect because she touches his face for the first time after she's made it. Ah, good point. So she's going based on just being Emotions. <laughs> Emotions and mustache movement. <laughs> right. <laughs> One thing I do want to say that I like about the Hello video, it is very dramatic. It's very theatrical and dramatic because it keeps dropping out the song so that it can have just spoken word dialogue scenes between Lionel and various people. And mm -hmm. uh, that was, I think, a sort of an innovation at the time. Music videos. Up. Right, because yeah, it is very much like a movie. Yeah. And he's an acting teacher, so it also lends itself to some sort of natural... Uh, Hello. Hello. <laughs> or if, if you're my dad, he calls him Lionel. Lionel? Lionel. <laughs> wow. Why? I don't know. We've had so many fights about this my entire life. 
<laughs> I love that not only does he do that, but this has been something that you guys have talked about numerous times throughout the course of your life. <laughs> he gets mad at me when I correct him. <laughs> like it's Lionel. Why are you adding in all these extra syllables? Stop. So I kind of like Lionel. I, I always think that's kind of a, you know. That's the name of the main character from Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that's not where he got it from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Your dad's like, I'm a huge Thundercats fan. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There could be a connection here because Lionel, like a lion, like the lion on Robbie Williams's underpants. Oh, Lionel Li- Loaf? Lionel Loaf? <laughs> Lionel Loaf. <laughs> wait, a lion is a beast. Meatloaf. Oh, stop. Meatloaf is a beast. I just. <laughs> we are connecting the dots. <laughs> Next thing I know, you're going to be talking about Pizzagate, huh? Get Robbie Williams on the phone. I got another conspiracy for you to sign up for. <laughs> Ring Robbie Williams. Alexa, call Robbie Williams. <laughs> Holy shit, what if that worked? What if you could do, do you that? Have Alexa in your house? You just tell Alexa to call any like major celebrity. Maybe like. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We need to discuss Lionel Richie's video. <laughs> I mean, not that this makes this any better, but I really hope that the student was at least of college age. It's never really clear. I think this was a college. Yeah, I got it was college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's also not great. Well, I'm going to say she was. She did seem over 18. Yes. Yeah. So it was at least legal. Yeah. We were. <laughs> Still not good. Still abusing your power. Yeah, I. But yeah. yeah. But it's just like, it's also the 80s. All high school students look like they were in their 30s. It's true. That classroom. I mean, look at any John Hughes films. <laughs> the, because they were in their 30s. <laughs> yeah. That classroom that he was teaching his acting class in, that was a college classroom. Also, he's teaching an acting class. And I don't know. I don't think you do that. In- what about theater kids? What about the well, theater kids? Don't theater kids practice after school? I don't know. I wasn't a theater kid. No, you can take it as a an elective. Oh yeah, our theater kids just they just practice after school. I don't think they were allowed to do it like in the middle of the day. And the only reason I'm saying this is because Lionel teaches his class, and then he stalks her when she's eating lunch out on the quad. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the quad. Yeah, that is very so. That's very ecology. And it does seem like she lives alone when he phones her. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm gonna hold out hope she was in college. Maybe even like older college, maybe like a community college. I'm 25 kind of situation. Right. I don't know. Still not good. You're their teacher. I feel we can rate him officially as a mere creep, not a full on degenerate. Right. <laughs> but um, I like the quad scene just because that was my favorite shot in the whole thing. Because he. Oh, yeah. Here he walks over and then like slicks, like kind of like does like a weird pivot. When her, her friends, friends show up. Yeah. Yeah, he's like sneaking up to her, like, I don't know, probably to smell her hair or something. And, and, uh, and, uh, God, <laughs> yeah, he's like right behind yeah. her. And, yeah. and her friends then come out to be like, hey, Jen, don't or whatever name. Around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, is it me you're looking He's like, do you like the Commodores? <laughs> Even the title of the song could be a horror Hello. title. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Yeah. 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 You guys sound like you're just coddling me. Yeah, yeah Donna. Well, no, I was thinking my video is pretty much the only one that doesn't sound like a horror movie. Right. Yeah, because it's like I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And like the that is never determined. Yeah, that sounds like a Christian manual to dating. 
Halloween. Or that that could be the Robbie Williams video. <laughs> he just points to it and he's like, but I won't do that. I won't rip off my butt cracks. <laughs> and, and eat them. Yeah, maybe maybe Lionel should have. Um, I'm, oh, God, Kelly, you have it in my head now. I, I keep almost going to call him Lionel now. <laughs> Maybe Lionel, uh, maybe he's like, what's the one move I haven't tried here to get her attention? I know. I'll rip my butt cheeks off and throw them at her. And throw them at her. (laughs) She can eat them. She'll see how tasty they are and she'll fall in love with me. She's on the quad. She's ready to eat lunch. She should like put an empty plate down, two slabs of butt cheeks land on her plate. And she's just like, does somebody care about me? Nice and juicy. Yeah. Hello. Lionel Steaks. (laughs) Lionel Steaks. (laughs) They're so fresh. (laughs) (laughs) We we wandered into a weird area here. (laughs) Fresh Fresh. Lionel Steaks. Mm, Fresh Lionel Steaks. It's a rump roast. Yeah, yeah. Is rump roast still a commonly used... uh, explainer of things my mom used to say used to refer to meat is that a lot i don't know i don't think i've ever been out to dinner at like a nice place where they were like it's a cut of rump roast <laughs> they probably call it something else that's nicer. i think rump roast is like something you just like whip in a pot at home to feed uh, a lot of people i don't think yeah, i yeah, to feed 10 to children feed, yeah. something that you maybe yeah have to stew so it gets yeah yeah you know because if it is rump you saw how much how much muscle right was in the meat right. on robbie's cheeks yeah it's a whole so you probably do need to add a lot of moisture and let it cook for a while so it gets... you gotta slow cook it for a morton 10 <laughs> I, I i saw robbie's rump roast and i said to myself i'll take that oh no yeah. oh god yeah, no, I, know, I know i know you're like put some skates on me i'm there <laughs> all right are we ready for this i think we're more than ready for it for our three key takeaways I'll let you guys go first because I'm not sure I fully. You know what's great is I'm realizing right now I did not prepare a three key takeaway at all. So I have one. I can go first while you guys marinate. I'm going to have to marinate. Marinate on what your key takeaway may be. So watching Hello by Lionel. (laughs) By Lionel Richie. (laughs) By Lionel Thundercat Richie. (laughs) Made me realize that I miss music videos with talking in them. Right. People don't do that anymore. I mean, I don't, not that I watch a lot of music videos now anyways. I, do people even still make music videos? But like, I feel like the ones that I see now, like there's no like storyline and there's no like talking in them. Whereas like in the 80s, there was always a storyline and there was always, or not always, but a lot of times like talking cut in, like the way this video has talking cut into it and like Till Tuesday's Voices Carry has talking yeah. cut into it. And I have a good more recent one I'm, I'll send you. Oh, you do? Like someone was actually talking in the video? And it's a whole story. It's Kesha. Um, I forget the name of the video, but James Vanderbeek is in it. Shut Vanderbeek. up. And there's like unicorns. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Send it to me because I, I feel like that, or at least from my experience, it seems like a lost art of the 80s, the talking in the music video. And I haven't thought about that in a while. And then just like watching this music video, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this was like a thing. This used to like happen all the time in music videos. And I kind of missed that. 
So that was my sentimental, squishy, mushy takeaway from our video watch. Can I uh, can I piggyback on that? Not as my own uh, takeaway, but just as a certain... You can use it as takeaway or not, whatever. Maybe I'll use this. All right, Andrew, your key takeaway. I'm going to piggyback on yours and just say that in the same way that you miss talking in music videos, I miss funny music videos. I remember like back in the day when you get a band together and they're like, well, this is like just a goof. So why don't we just do something funny in the video? I'm thinking, uh, you know, what's coming immediately to mind is any of your sort of uh, standard uh, Phil Collins videos, you know, where it's like, take me home, you know, where he's like, I'm going to do like a funny video where I show up in all these different places all around the world and you get a laugh out of it just because you're like, look, I never expected to see Phil by the Hollywood sign. Um <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking, but I never thought of that. No, I never thought of that. Or like Genesis's uh, <laughs> Land of Confusion video. Oh, I love that you know, video. Which, hey, you know, now I'm kind of pissed I didn't pick that because that, you know, that's an existential horror video. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, and that had like the spit and image puppets in it. And that, that it was funny to watch the Genesis guys be puppets. Well, so. and then also the whole video was about not pushing the nuclear detonator button. Because this is like prime Cold War. Exactly. Yeah. So this allows it to be a horror-themed video key takeaway. Is that I missed the funny when you could put yourself as a spit and image puppet or Ronald Reagan or something in your video. Because I, I don't know if people do like hilarious, funny videos anymore. Maybe they do. Kelly might know. She's going to send me that Kesha video. Yeah. Is it a funny one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's alive and well. Kesha saved it. It's funny and has talking. Oh, my God. Okay. So Kesha for the All win. Right. Kesha's saving both of our key takeaways. I love this. I love that Kelly just annihilated both of our points when it's just like, we're kind of like, hey, you know what's a real bummer? With a new person. Yeah. Or, or a new person. New person. Us. Kesha's been around yeah. for a while. Right. I mean, but she's more current than like yeah. Lionel. Well, you're right, right. She is more current than Lionel. <laughs> See, Kelly, this is why we knew you'd be a fabulous guest for our music video, because you know the music and you know you know what's going on currently. So, I mean, my other reference that I just spit out was Till Tuesday. That's like 1984. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I stopped listening to music. I don't have a takeaway. Well, we can workshop with you. Yeah. I mean, mine was barely one. I can't believe that that's the one I used. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's locked in. It's locked in. It's recorded now. <laughs> I mean, I guess... I don't know if this could be my takeaways that we're recording so you can keep it or trash it, but it's Kelly's third key takeaway. That just made it official. <laughs> I think as I get older, I appreciate cheesier music. Yes. There's something about meatloaf and I'm not talking cheesy like that. I'm talking like more of like the boy band stuff that I would have never have listened to back in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm shocking myself, you know, that I'm actually starting to like some music that I probably hated when it came out. Oh, I hear you. I have stuff like that, too, where I'm just like you go back and you're like, oh, this is actually like really good. And I like poo pooed all over it at the time when it came out. Well, even if it's not really good, it's like the song Rock DJ is actually pretty poppy and it's a fun song. Yeah. I could do the dance moves that he did. I'm not going to rip off my skin or butt cheek, <laughs> but, you know. I admit if that came on in a bar, I would tap my toe. Yeah, me too. I honestly, I completely agree with this because I, I found the same thing happening to me. I, I find that I like pop way more now than I ever did when I was younger. 
And yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's because music is so much a part of your identity when you're younger. And so there's that sort of need to take it more seriously or something. But I guess it's, I guess I sort of feel like the older I've gotten, the more it's of like, I don't know, like I'm old. I don't know what the hell's going on half the time anyway. So, oh, this is fun and it's catchy and it sounds good. Yeah. Or maybe it's because you chill out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really care. Yeah. When I was in high school and I graduated in the late 90s, I was such a snobby, goth, shoegazy kid. Mm -hmm. And like, I had no patience for Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and music of that ilk. And now I actually like like that stuff. Like I have some Britney on my like Spotify playlist and I'm like, it's just fun and it's good. And like, yeah, 17 year old me was just like such shit about that when it came out. It's like, oh, this music is so stupid and it's so dumb. It's for dumb people. And now I'm just like, it's fun. Like just fucking lighten up and just have fun. Yeah. I mean, I saw Britney in concert because I, I'm a bit older than you. And um, I was working in teen magazines already <laughs> in New York and I got free tickets to shows. So I went to see Britney. And I bet that would be a fun show live. It was. Yeah. Because it'd be like such a floor show and well, like costume changes and like, age. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that those shows would just be like high production value. So they would be like just like a really fun show. But yeah, I was such a fucking music snob. And I feel like growing up and chilling out, I'm just like, you know what? You can like lots of different things. You, It doesn't just have to be like the cure. Yeah, yeah. And slow dive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be the, just the cure and slow dive and lush. And you don't have to judge other people because they're not on board with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How the lush is the best. <laughs> I mean, all those bands are the best, but there's also room for other bands to be the best, too. Right. Like Rush. All hail Robbie Williams. (laughs) Did you just say Rush? (laughs) I don't know about that. Let's not go too far. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) See, Kelly, uh, I think you nailed it because we... uh, Yeah, that was a good takeaway, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Mine will still sound like, I miss when puppets were in videos. (laughs) Hey, that's fine, too. I mean, remember when Tim's takeaway was uh, Tangina should have gotten a an Oscar for Teen Witch? Yes. And that was for Poltergeist 3? Yeah, yeah, we grade on a curve. I even realized it was a 3. We, we grade on a curve here at Stab Gaps. <laughs> All right, so that's it. Unless we have anything else to say about our music videos. No. I don't think so. I think so. we did it. I think we nailed it. Do you want to share us information about your brick pop choir? Or would you rather? Oh yeah. Do you want to do? You rather do you us keep do that? Plug about the choir, and we can put it put it in. Well, yeah. They, you know, you, you know, we did did Robbie Williams uh, Angels for Brit Pop Choir, so that was my sort of big introduction to Robbie Williams, even though I'd heard of him forever. Right. But yeah, our um our videos are on YouTube at New York Choir Project. Nice. There's a few of them that we did during lockdown, so. How fun. I attended a couple of your shows, and I really enjoyed the hell out of them. I thought they were super fun. And- I want to come to one of your shows when you guys are performing live again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should totally come you out for that. At, you can look at what we did on um, YouTube. Nice. <laughs> All right. We did, we did it. it, everybody. So we did the thing. Remember not to be scared when you're watching music videos, because there's probably a talking part in the middle of it. That'll relax you. Uh, that's a terrible. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Let's scratch that. <laughs> Wait. So yeah, this was it was fun. It was fun doing something other than a movie. But next time, a movie. So stay tuned, folks. But Kelly, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Thank you. This was fun. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, this is all of us at Stab Gab saying goodbye and Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mr. Reynolds, excuse me, but there's something going on in the sculpture class. I think you ought to check it out. <laughs> <laughs>